Heel goed naar Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp neemt de bal aan. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Frank de Boer speelt de bal aan Dennis Bergkamp. Die neemt de bal feilloos aan. En ik schiet de bal erin. And what you just heard was a crucial goal being scored in the quarterfinal match between Holland and Argentina. And this is way back in 1998 World Cup. The reason the Dutch commentator was going absolutely ballistic was uh, because the match was tied at one each. And the breakthrough, obviously, Burkham came at the 89th minute to throw Argentina out of the World Cup. So that's why the guy was really excited. Welcome to Indica Sports Bench Podcast, the World Cup 2010 edition. Now, I am Aditya, but I'm not going to be alone. I have Vikram Nanivdekar, who uh, we have played a lot of football together at college level, and he continues to be a keen observer of the game. So, Nani, welcome. Hi, guys. We, we hope that uh, that kind of commentary we get to hear a lot of times in the coming uh, tournament as well, because the, this it's about emotion, uh, the making of national heroes, breaking of nations' hearts. Seen all that over the years, and we hope more of it comes away in the um, uh, coming tournament next month. And if you recall, we we watched that particular match together. Yeah, we spent afternoons discussing <laughs> about the World Cup. And Good times. Fun. And then yep. we also have with us Adwait. Uh, he follows, you know, almost all European leagues uh, and is up to date with all information. So that's going to be very helpful as we go through the World Cup 2010 edition. So, Adwait, welcome. Uh, hi, thanks for having me. And um, an interesting fact about the Burkham commentary. Unfortunately, even through that crazy goal in 1998, semi-finals was all they reached. So they finished fourth in that tournament. Netherlands uh, has been uh, one of the perennial underperf- underperformers when it comes to the international stage, right? Along with Spain. True, because uh, I mean, if you see the Netherlands team on paper, it is uh, quite strong, and I mean, I would argue for it to be the best team on paper. But uh, unfortunately, they've never reached a final, and uh, Spain, our current European champions, their best uh, World Cup uh, position was fourth 60 years ago in 1950, which is also surprising. Considering that the European champions, current European champions, so yeah, funny game football. It is because both both are really exciting uh, teams. Not just exciting, the brand of football they play is is uh, for me personally far superior. To What the Italians all of the, have? Well, Italian the defense. Well, you love to watch the way okay. the defense works, Matre. So it's a uh, the wall. Uh, A teaching in itself. We saw it in the last World Cup. Alessandro Nesta and Cannavaro. Although there was the injury, and uh, Italians are Italians. Style. I think, I think in 2006 World Cup they conceded only two goals, and uh, one of them was an own goal. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. And, and that's huge. Don't forget, don't forget the strong jawlines, guys. The guys are dudes. The guys are dudes. <laughs> So what are we going to be doing in the podcast itself? This is a World Cup 2010, as I said, edition. We are going to be all about the football World Cup. We are going to discuss important bits about the World Cup and about the game of football. Okay, important is the key word here because we 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 read a lot, we hear a lot of commentary on television. Not all of it is uh, really relevant or uh, you know interesting. So we are going to try and make it uh, interesting. We will have guests, active or ex-footballers. We'll try to get them on our shows and talk about the formations and uh, the the strategies of coaches and the way the strategies have evolved over the years and stuff like that, and try to make it uh, interesting. But that is from the next episode onwards. 
what what do we have planned for today's episode adway do you have anything in mind see basically just an overview where the world cup is happening which all teams are playing the dates of the world cup any big matches to expect during the group stages and uh, yeah just discussions on this so let's get started with that then let's cover let's talk about the world cup history now this tournament is being played right from 1930 and has continued every 4 years except uh, you know during the world war time which was in 1942 and 46 otherwise it has been consistently played every 4 years and a winner has been announced so interestingly before uh, in the early part of the 20th century there were attempts um, by uh, private parties or even the uh, football federations to start a tournament involving teams for different from different countries but uh, that never really got off so this 1930 thing actually can be considered or turned out to be the the first uh, world cup and yeah. uh, this is the 19th edition 19th edition uh, that uh, we going to see yeah so in 1930 uruguay hosted the world cup and uh, the hosts emerged winners they beat argentina 4-2 in the final to lift the first football world cup 1950 in brazil which was hosted in brazil was won by uruguay oh and and since then they have had a tough time since then i think the next best results were uh, in 54 and in 70 fourth place that's it i think they've never gone past fourth place after their two victories so which are the teams who have dominated the world cup history anyone uh, can tell you that answer uh, brazil samba samba yeah the brazilians have won it for 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 five times uh, so yeah their stats their stats go five times winners two times runners up two times third place and they've managed the fourth place as well once in 74 and they have never missed a world cup and the team members who came in fourth might be despised in their country now <laughs> i i said that about brazil not having missed a, any world cup is because uh, this world cup is going to start next month is actually called the final Yeah. Uh, this is because the, there is a qualification process for teams to get to qualify for this to play or to participate in this uh, final and this qualification starts the qualification game start around you know 3 years in advance so uh, for example for this uh, 2010 uh, world cup qualification game started in august 2007 and ended in november 2009 yes so we had around so, 204 teams qualifying for a final 32 place in the world cup in south africa this year 850 matches have already been played to fight, fight for a spot in this uh, world cup yeah so the only team which didn't qualify was south africa because the hosts have automatic qualification but the previous winners current champions do not so italy had to go through the qualifying just like any other team and make sure that they come back here when did that rule changed uh, in 2002 brazil had to qualify for the next world, world cup. cup they actually Was there any particular reason that they did it for? Well, football, matre football is not about fairness, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, think, think about, think about the hand of God. Oh yeah, the most famous, the most famous World Cup goal, probably. The most famous goal ever, probably. Ever, ever, probably. Ever. Correct. Wasn't scored by the foot or the head. Scored by the hand of God. Maradona and God. colluded yeah, for that one so uh, at the end of all this uh, we have uh, 32 teams now spread over different uh, continents or confederations uh, most of them of course come from europe because europe has got a lot of nations and it is the hotbed of football we have 13 countries from europe now uh, we have uh, six from africa 
फाइव फ्रॉम साउथ अमेरिका थ्री फ्रॉम नॉर्थ अमेरिका एंड थ्री फ्रॉम एशिया एंड देन वी हैव ऑस्ट्रेलिया एंड न्यूजीलैंड टीम आई वॉज सरप्राइज टू सी द नॉर्थ कोरियन प्लेइंग दिस इयर Yes but uh, North Korea has participated in uh, an earlier edition as well which was 1966 won by England it was held in England and North Korea caused a major upset then they beat the mighty Italians uh, so, so they are a team who can cause upset uh yeah can cause upset is true for any team but uh, uh, North Korea happens to be the lowest ranked team in team this in the world edition up. yeah so their their fifa ranking is 106 that reminds me i i believe uh, south africa will be the lowest ranked team to play host i i believe i have not checked the history so much but because south africa is ranked 90 mm. so that that must be the lowest ranked team to host a world cup and we will get to how why south africa is hosting this particular world cup when we start talking about this world cup itself so you know we'll we'll do that when we get there did we talk about the number of teams who play in the world cup there are 32 teams and then group matches qualifying matches and all those things yes 32 teams started from 98 onwards before that there were 24 and before 1982 there used to be 16 teams playing but um, i guess it is uh, the forces of globalization uh, and maybe the beauty of football that fifa has been forced to or has maybe tried to spread the game across the continent so we have uh we have seen more teams coming in allowed rather uh, given spots from uh, continents like africa and asia and uh, the the impact has also been visible on the results so we 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 see teams like uh, south korea causing upsets south korea was fourth in 2002 uh, cameroon senegal nigeria have all regaled us uh, time and again is it turkey as well has been a force in football So so that that was actually the footballing part of it now let's talk about the money part of it what do the teams get for playing the world cup okay how much how much does the winner get how much does you know teams who are exiting even the group stage they are going to be getting about 8 million dollars and thereafter the prize money is going to be distributed in in incremental uh, payments so 9 million for teams who are going getting out at uh, the round of 16 18 million just see that double for quarter finals 20 million for semi finals 24 for runners up and 30 million dollars for the winners and that that beautiful gold trophy as well for the winners oh yes that lovely trophy which which is by the way which was which got stolen from brazil correct once once they won two world cups brazil got to keep the trophy with them and then it got stolen from there 1983 1983 so essentially all this all this hard work these uh, this qualification uh, it's it is for a, le- a replica at the end of it the winner gets a replica <laughs> a replica <laughs> think about black market value that trophy must have right now ridiculous <laughs> no i have read somewhere that it was probably uh, melted down oh yes but why would anybody do that yeah, i mean if you melt it down it it loses its value doesn't it maybe they were scared of being caught with no obviously they are scared of being caught but you know if once you melt it it's just gold what are you going to make out of it a mangal sutra for your wife that'll be cool though but <laughs> any anyways let's let's uh, we're done with the world cup history let's move on to the world cup that is going to start on the 11th of june and continue until the 11th of july a com- one complete month of football madness uh, this is the 19th world cup that is going to happen and interestingly This is the first time it's going to happen in an African nation. 
And and by the way, this was all designed by FIFA. Africa was chosen as the host for 2010 World Cup as as a part of their policy to rotate the event among different football confederations. This policy has been abandoned since October 2007. So by by the policy with the policy in place itself, five African nations had placed bids to host the 2010 World Cup. One was Egypt, then Libya and Tunisia wanted to co-host the World Cup just like what happened uh, with Japan and Korea. Then uh, Morocco was the third one and South Africa the fourth. Now after that the decision was taken that there will be no co-hosted tournaments anymore. So Tunisia and Libya got barred and then a lottery was picked. How us me say South Africa won the lottery. South Africa was the lucky nation in 2010. Lucky nations. I mean South Africa has really come up as a sporting destination, hasn't it? Uh in terms of uh, the lucky part, I'm not sure uh, how lucky we nations can be considered. And I've tried to study the economics, but um, for, for example, China, uh, the kind of money it uh, spent on thing the Olympics. It is good for that one month, but uh, it can so happen that the stadiums are are not uh, used you know they they don't uh, become revenue earners so you spend a lot of uh, money you get inflow for that one month you get tourists it's all it's all boom time steel prices iron iron prices all these kind of things uh, move up but that suddenly there is a lull so you know, so you so you are saying it's it's not a sustained it doesn't bring you sustained growth No I I have doubts I'm saying I have doubts in terms of economics but in terms of pride there is a lot to be gained plus plus it it also might be having a ripple effect in the you know in the local leagues itself now the league in south africa just started in 1998 so with the world cup coming to them the league is going to get a massive yep yeah uh, as with the boost as we're talking there are there are eight new stadiums as well in south africa yeah and and these stadiums have been made under the guidance of fifa so they are world class stadiums and uh, hopefully there are no flaws and uh, so as we said the boost this will give south african local football a boost as well to have facilities in the country and uh, hopefully we'll see more south african players playing in european and um, other big leagues in the coming years the now now the world cup is going to be played at 12 venues uh, with the biggest one at johannesburg it's called the soccer city It's got a capacity of ninety four thousand seven hundred guys. So, Huge, massive. Yep. That was the number of people who watched the first final between Uruguay and Argentina back in nineteen thirty. Ninety four thousand was the audience live watching the game live. Yeah, I mean so, they had to be watching live because there were no televisions or radio. Did they have radio then? No, right? Uh, what? Oh, there were radio broadcasts of football commentary in nineteen thirty. Indicas wasn't around for sure. <laughs> Indicas wasn't around. Oh well. Yeah, and the other venues are at Durban, Cape Town, Johannesburg, all the regular sporting destinations in South Africa. And if you look at the capacity, they are they almost average around sixty thousand. But I have read that uh, there are almost ten percent tickets yet uh, lying unsold in South Africa, which is uh, quite a surprise. Oh, I wonder really? if it's if it is the economy, the global econo- economy going through uh, going through troubles, or uh, is it the security concerns? I wonder what the issue is. And you know what? North Korea is actually recruiting Chinese people and is giving them free tickets to go and support uh, in South Africa. Wow! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. And if you also take a look at this, one of the stadiums is amazing. Okay, it's it's at Newport, Bombela Stadium. and the seating arrangement is colored in in zebra stripes it looks amazing 
as we are still on the stadiums uh, does anyone remember the strike which happened oh, the construction in, strike right construction strike in july 2009 where almost 70000 workers refused to construct the stadiums and uh, that was a big hiccup in the uh, what do you say road to the world cup so because of their underpay so and, and uh, they went on strike uh, well uh the good thing about this world cup for a neutral fan is that uh, the the most popular teams are here will be playing so we have from europe we have 13 teams and most of the west european nations are there uh, there could be some fans who would rue the absence of russia because russia has thrown up exciting talent like uh, pavlyuchenko and arshavin over the last uh, couple of years or so uh, and maybe there are there are some czech republic fans who could be disappointed austria put up a really fine performance in the euro 2008 but uh, apart from that we have all the the usual suspects which are the big players that are missing we we, we have spoken about the teams but you know there are there have been a couple of injuries in the in the last couple of months so who's going to be missing out on the world cup from a player's point of view the, the biggest shock came uh, earlier this week uh, balak being uh, ruled out David Beckham is injured. So apart from injury, also as uh, Nani said, mentioned Russia. You, we don't have Andre Arshavin, the Arsenal playmaker, who's uh, had a quite an interesting season, and also in Euro he was. I mean, he was on top of his game. So even he is missing this year. That that's an important part, right? I mean, get for for example, if it's being hosted in South Africa, the South African audience are going to are going to be able to watch all these stars play together. I mean that is part of it. The World Cup national teams, yes, but watching the stars in skin play is going to be amazing for these guys. Uh, remember, we have guys like Wayne Rooney from England, Kaká from Brazil, Aaron Robin, Netherlands, Fernando Torres, Spain, Cristiano Ronaldo, guys, Portugal, and of course Lionel Messi, Argentina. Is Ronaldinho playing? He's not, right? I think he has been left out of the 23-man squad, which will be going to South Africa. this year uh, selected by coach dunga and uh, that means again no ronaldinho in the 2010 world cup how so, uh, isn't that crazy i mean a player like a talent like ronaldinho is sitting out of the world cup not even traveling with the world cup squad see no, but it's I mean, all about form aditya don't forget form form and win exactly so that certainly wouldn't have worked with in cricket i, I can tell you that i mean forget the players remember Every time Argentina plays, God is going to be in the dugout. Yes. Diego, Diego Maradona is the coach of Argentina. He won't be playing, of course, but he will be there. Argentina yes. on television, just stop doing everything else and watch the game. <laughs> but but Argentina had a pretty rough qualifying season, right? Yeah, they had to wait for the last game to be secured uh, in the final. So they they had um, uh, a pretty rough time, yes. So do you think Maradona can uh, do the magic with Messi and Aguero this year? Well, let's see. Hopefully. Would no I would like Messi lifting the World Cup this year personally. So uh, he has already placed his bet down with Messi lifting and Argentina lifting the World Cup. Any any of your favorites Sunny? Argentina of course. Argentina again both of you guys going for Argentina? I think I think Messi has mesmerized everyone you know I mean with this year which has gone by just the season getting over a few weeks ago uh Messi has changed I mean a couple of years ago it was CR7 Cristiano Ronaldo but uh, with the last year Messi's performance I mean I don't know it's outstanding you can call it I'm not saying that Argentina has got a good chance to win the world cup I'm just saying that it is my favored nation but 
if you talk of uh, favorites i guess uh, uh, teams like uh, spain england netherlands brazil of course make the cut uh, the rankings we have portugal at number 3 uh, okay. for, portugal f- follows brazil and uh, spain so uh, portugal is at number 3 as per the fifa w- world rankings Oh, those and, rankings! Uh, those rankings mean nothing now. In this one one month, those rankings mean nothing. Well, yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay, especially and, especially beyond the first round, rankings really don't mean. Exactly. It's about the pressure and handling it. It's it's then it is minute by minute. Yep. Okay, yeah. and now every every World Cup edition, we have a group of death. Is there a group of death this year? I don't see one. I feel uh, the group G. can be called a group of death it has first of all brazil ranked number 1 it has uh, portugal which is ranked number 3 uh, and uh, cote d'ivoire what the uh, bbc would call uh, ivory coast ivory coast is is in this uh, group as well so three pretty strong teams the fourth team being north korea the north koreans may be considered as uh, underdogs or minnows uh, but three pretty strong teams in this uh, group Okay, so so let's see how that goes. So, what is the when does one catch these matches in different geographies? So let's take a look at that. So, in South Africa, it's going to be for the group stages. There are going to be three matches that will be played on most days uh, in the first round itself, and then I think it's going to be turn into three uh, two matches a day. The live time for matches in South Africa uh, are one uh, thirty in the afternoon, then four o'clock, and then eight thirty, which then at india time if you want to talk about specifically about india it's going to be 5 o'clock 7:30 and midnight the midnight match is going to be tough to watch in better than australia and new zealand their first game will start at midnight oh yeah and and the yeah. last game they will watch with the next day's breakfast exactly 7 o'clock in the morning with the morning oh. tea okay so i think guys we have covered most of the points for the first episode that we had in mind Now, an estimated 110 million people are going to be watching it in India. Okay, we'll be watching it and also going back to office and talking about it. And the the last time a World Cup was played, the cumulative global numbers was 26 billion people. So now we are going to be adding on to the 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 chatter out there with our podcasts. So please uh, ensure that you know you are listening to whatever we are we have to say. and uh, we'll be we'll be probably we'll be doing a lot more analysis of the games etc uh, nani is going to be on adwait is going to be on we'll have guests from time to time and um, let the ball roll yes let's that's about it uh, check it check all our updates on www.theindicas.com bye bye adios bye bye multi pass move here from argentina cambiaso crespo That is one of the all-time great 